Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast, bringing you open and honest conversations about resources in Tuscarawas County. Now here's your host, Jody Salvo. Hi, this is Jody Salvo. Welcome to the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Today on our show, I'm joined with Brittany Carmen, mentoring specialist from Big Brothers Big Sisters of East Central Ohio. And with her, she has brought Courtney Daniel, and Terry Miller to speak about the Big Brothers program in Big Brothers Big Sisters program in Tuscarawas County. First, welcome ladies. Let's start by y'all telling me a little bit about yourself and what do you do in the community and your role with Big Brothers Big Sisters. So I'll start with Brittany. So I am a mentoring specialist at Big Brothers Big Sisters and I have worked with the agency for four years. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, tell me, what is a mentoring specialist? Um, so we have four mentoring specialists that work in our agency, um, and we enroll all the individuals in the program, nice. um, and then we assist in the matching process um, between bigs and littles, and then we support those matches um, right. in both school-based and community-based programs. Very good. Okay, Courtney. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> um, I'm a resident of Dover. I'm a big with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I've been a big for four years now. Um, I'm matched with a wonderful girl from New Philly, and uh, I just get to have fun and, and hang out with her. It's great. So have you been with the same girl for mm-hmm. multiple years, the whole time? Yep. Yep. Oh. We started when she was in sixth grade, and now she's going into her sophomore year. So yeah. no, my gosh, her junior year. <gasps> It happens fast. Oh, yeah, it happens fast. Cool. Just we'll hear more about that in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Terry. Hello. I um, work at Dover City Schools. I am the student advocate for the elementary schools. And for the past 15 years, maybe, I have been um, spearheading the school-based program. I have the teachers tell me who they think would be appropriate for it. And then I get the permission from the parents and... Um, help. Sometimes I try and help get some of the bigs because we have, our bigs are generally from high school, some from Kent State, um, and they come once a week for an hour after school at each of the buildings. Neat. And I imagine you can secure those bigs because I know you've been at Dover for a long time now, so you probably know. This is my 20th year. Wow. (laughs) Oh, 21st. I just know Terry knows all the students that have been through the Dover (laughs) district, so that makes a lot of sense. Let's start with Brittany. Tell us about the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Just who you are, what you do, um, what it is in Tuscarawas County. Um, So we um, match at-risk children in the community um, with just kind, caring mentors um, that they can develop relationships with. Now, how do you define at-risk? So we get referrals. Um, We either have parents who just have an interest in the program and they just call in and feel their children need that extra um, adult influence. Um, We get references from schools and school counselors and the juvenile justice system, um, just references from all over of kids that they feel could just use that that mentor in their lives. At what age are kids referred to Big Brothers Big Sisters? Um, For our community-based program, they have to be seven years old. Um, In our school-based program, it just depends on the school. Um, so if it's an elementary school, it can be any grade within that elementary school. Some of our programs are middle school programs. Um, and then we have one program that there's also high school students that are littles. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, um, what districts are you in in Tuscarawas County? 
Um, so we serve Tuscross and Carroll County. Okay. Um, so we have programs at Strasburg Elementary, Strasburg Middle School, all of the Dover Elementary schools, um, Claymont Intermediate, Newcomerstown West Elementary, um, New Philadelphia West, New Philadelphia East, um, and then we have Tusky Valley, and then in Carrollton, we run Malvern and Carrollton school-based programs. Okay, wonderful. Now, do you have the numbers of how many students go through the school-based program? Um, they continue to increase every year. Okay. Um, this year, we've had over 300 children wow. uh, within our school-based programs. And so those are 300 littles? Yes. Okay, very good. So what does that school-based program look like? How does that run? Um, so that starts in October. Okay. Um, so leading up to that day in October, we're enrolling students, we're recruiting students, um, recruiting bigs. Um, so doing all of that enrollment to start the program in October. Um, and then the program meets on the same day and same time um, each week. Okay. Um, so is that during the school hours then? Um, that depends, again, on the school. So okay. we have some programs that meet during the day. Some it's during lunch, some it's after school. It kind of just depends on what works best for the school itself. Wonderful. Um, so that's a school-based program. Tell yes. us a little bit. I heard you mention the community-based program. Yes. So in the community-based program, um, our mentors are anyone who's 18 or older. Okay. Um, and those with those matches, they're able to meet one-on-one -on -one out in the community. So the big goes and picks up the little. They decide what they're going to do together. Um, so going to the movies, shopping, um, playing basketball outside. There's so many options. Um, so they just decide what they want to do, and then they go out and do those activities together one-on-one. Um, -on -one. Now, Courtney, mm -hmm. I, you were saying four years you've been a big? I have four, maybe five. <laughs> Tell me, why did you get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters? Clearly, you're a community match. So tell us a little yeah. bit about your experience. Um, so I have yet to be blessed with children, and I always um, have adored my nieces and nephews. Uh, and I'm also the type of person who's not good at doing nothing. So uh, I had some free time, and I thought, what can I do um, to, I guess, impact my community a little bit? Um, I'm also involved with Special Olympics, so I kind of took that love for Special Olympics and um, my joy of, of being around children and thought, wow, Big Brothers Big Sisters might be a really great uh, great way to spend my time. So I contacted them and actually after my first interview, they said, we know exactly who we want oh, to match seriously? with. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was very cool. So it just kind of seemed like I was missing a puzzle piece of my life. And thankfully, Big Brothers Big Sisters has kind of completed that puzzle a little bit for me. That is so neat. So this young, it's a lady? Young lady. Girl. Yep. Yep. Will she be in your life? Forever? I mean, does that, is that what if this feels If it's up to like? me, yeah. She, um, she could honestly be my little sister. We look similar. We act so similar. We have so many similar hobbies. Um, if it's up to me, she'll, <laughs> she'll be stuck with me forever. <laughs> I love her. She's a good girl. Now, when do you meet with her? What does that look like? Um, normally, we try to meet once every week, once every two weeks. Sometimes it's a little bit longer depending on school. She's very active in bowling, and she's also incredibly active in her church, which is great. Um, so working around our two schedules, we usually about every other week, we meet for about four hours, sometimes five hours, six hours if we're having a really good time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like on the weekend then? Yeah, we'll do on the weekend. Um, sometimes after school, if they have a day off school, we'll spend a lot of time during that day when she's not in school. Um, we craft a lot. We paint, we, um, 
we make things on my Cricut. We, I try to teach her how to crochet. She teaches me so many things. She's a great painter. Um, and then we like to go for walks, play video games, get coffee, you know, your typical teenager stuff. She loves going to the water park. <laughs> well, i tell you what. Okay, I'm listening to this, and I'm just thinking some of the listeners might be a little intimidated after hearing what you all do together because just – I've just met Courtney at the table, but you can tell tons of energy. I think she just said she gets up at like 2.30 in the morning to start one of her jobs. So when you're hearing cricket and crafting and all this kind of fun stuff, you might be like, huh, what do I have to offer? So um, talk to me about that. Do all of the relationships look this active, Brittany? Um, It's really, uh, it depends on the individual match. Okay. Um, depending on their interests and their personalities and what they like to do, we have matches that do all kinds of things. Okay. Um, so with Courtney and Hannah, they have a big interest in arts and crafts, so they spend a lot of their time, you know, doing those things. Um, we have a match that um, they have a big interest in woodworking, and so they work on projects all the time. Um, we have matches that the little just likes to go over to the big's house, and they just like to watch movies. Okay. And just hang out. Um, so sometimes the activities are just every day. Well, when you things. first started speaking, I heard you say instantly you knew who to put with uh, Courtney. <laughs> yes. So it, it tells me that there's probably a lot of thought that goes into making good matches, correct? Yes, there is. We do in-depth interviews okay. um, with the children, um, the parents, and the bigs. Um, and we ask a lot of questions just about their interests and their backgrounds and who they're most comfortable working with. Um, and we gather from our bigs the areas that we feel that they can help littles in. Um, and then littles who have those kind of specific goals, we try and match them because um, we know the mentor can help them in those areas. Okay, so what makes a good big? Honestly, it's just someone who's willing to take a couple hours a month to spend time with a child. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be any crazy activity just to invest in their lives, ask them, you know, how their day is going, um, making that child feel important. Um, that makes a good big. I heard you say some might just be going to someone's home and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so bigs, littles can come to bigs' homes, and is there any issues about, um, you know, security issues, anything like that? Um, so... Um, they can't meet at the Biggs home right away. Okay. Um, there's a three month trial period where they only have to meet in public spaces. Um, after that three months, um, our mentoring specialists do a home inspection at the Biggs home okay. uh, to make sure it's a safe environment. And then the little is allowed to go to the Biggs home. Um, and we always call and stay updated about um, what they're doing at the home, the activities, making sure the parent's comfortable with the little being at the home. Um, so there's a lot of safety questions that go into um, that type of activity. Now, I'm just going to divulge. I'm a prevention specialist by my certification here in Ohio. One thing I heard Courtney say is not only does she teach her little things, her little teaches her things. And I know that's a really neat protective factor. Because you said that, I was wondering, have you received training about that from Big Brothers Big Sisters, the importance Yeah, so Big Brothers Big Sisters is really great with, like, hands-on things. They're always talking to us, communicating with us. Um, I also, like I said, I'm involved in Special Olympics, so I have, like, training, coaching training through that as well. Um, But they definitely 
like Brittany specifically, I can call Brittany and I can say, hey, um, let's talk about this. We'll talk about that. Or um, if there's something going on in the community that she thinks is beneficial for a big to attend, she lets all of us know. Um, and then there's also, there is specific training that we take, right? I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> we do um, child safety and youth protection training for all of our bigs. Okay. Wonderful. I do not want to forget Terry over here. So let's pull you into this conversation. You've clearly seen this program at work for a really long time. It has been wonderful. They um, A typical day is the kids go wherever, usually it's been in the library of the school, that's when the bell rings. Their bigs are there. They try and work a little bit on homework, um, read with them, do what they need. We always, I always check with the teachers. What do you need them to do? The teachers are really good about coming to Big Brothers at the end of the day and saying, this is what he needs to do today. Um, and they work on that for, for a little bit. And then they do games and they just get to know each other. So um, do you provide, does the school provide a place then for? We have a place okay. for them. They come, usually it's to the library. Okay. I think in all three schools it's in the library now because that's changed over the years. Um, th one of the great things I think about what we're doing is every year we have several bigs that had been littles. Oh, that's neat. So, that a, says a lot. Quite a lot that, that come back and do it. Um, there have been kids that I've put in and I'm thinking, oh, this kid's going to really give this guy a hard time, and they love it. Okay. You know, the one that this year in particular, he just couldn't wait to come every week. Um, so they do a really good job with matching kids to also. The big difference for us is they cannot have any contact outside of that other okay. than other than group things that the big brothers do they'll do you know group bowling or group um skate parties those kinds of things is that because you're bigs or high school students that's because they're, okay. they're that makes sense. yes and i think some of the bigs Brittany, from the school age have become bigs in the community Yes, so there's that opportunity mm -hmm. um, for our school-based bigs to transition over okay. to the community-based program uh, once they turn 18. Very good. Um, Terry, without divulging any names, can you think back over the years where you've seen this program really change a student? One is this year. Okay. The, the young man I was talking about this year, well, there were two this year that – they really settled down. They had, they were kind of angry kids. Um, and then by the end of the thing, the end of the school year, well, what it was in March, um, they, they really came along and they were doing better in school. They were doing better socially. So there's, there's been a lot. Okay. Now I've also had the privilege to watch Brittany and her crew, um, train, give information to high school students on how to mentor younger students. Um, and I, I want to bring that up because I've, I've attended one of those training and they're phenomenal because I do not think we are born to know how to mentor. You know what I mean? Like, I think we might be born to know, to love or to care, or reach out on someone, but just that little bit of listening, learning more, you know, um, encouraging. So, what does that training look like for your um, high school bigs and community bigs? Um, so we um, do an orientation. Um, the 
community-based bigs um, is a little bit more in-depth because, again, they're meeting one-on-one together out in the community. Um, but like you said, with our high school students, some of them come into it really just having a passion for working with children um, and just need that extra support in how to be a mentor. Um, so we go over the traits of being a good mentor, reminding them that they just need to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need to listen. Um, a big part of it is just showing up consistently um, because meeting with littles on a consistent basis makes a huge difference. Um, and we let them know like their job isn't to be um, like a disciplinarian or a parent or you're just there to be their friend and to let them know there's someone else that cares about them. Um, and then that also includes um, child safety, youth protection. We go over all the guidelines of the program and that training just so everyone is comfortable with okay. those. Um, so there is a lot of information that is given out to two bigs. And then we have further training that if they're matched with a child in a specific circumstance in a certain area um, and they feel they need more information, we have additional training they can take. Now, Brittany, over time, I know you've had different engaging ways for communities to be matched with their littles. Do y'all still do stuff like with the YMCA and... Yes, we Tell do. Tell us a little bit about that because I think those are neat. Yeah, so we have partnerships um, throughout the community. So with the YMCA, we do a building brotherhood program, um, which is for male bigs and male littles um, to have a place that they can go. Um, and they we they set aside a room for us. Okay. And so they can work on schoolwork there. They can play board games. And then they also have access to all the YMCA facilities. So guys can play. Yes. That's important. Yes. And if, um, you know, they're having difficulty coming up with outing ideas, you know, we're not, this is a new match. We're not quite sure what to do. It gives them a place where they're swimming and basketball and, you know, just a place where they can do activities. So for any listeners out there, I'm just going to plug this program. Um, and I'm going to look at Terry. She's in the field of education. Our kids need positive role men role models. I I think I didn't say that very well. But we live in a world where we're probably heavyweighted on the women's side as far as educators and moms and families. And and I do think, and oftentimes not just our at-risk kids, sometimes just having those men role models um, are, are very important for young people. And I think for a man, you might, you could be um, a little hesitant on how do I do this? What does that look like? So I think a program like with the YMCA partnership where, hey, here's a basketball, here's a pool, here's a, you know, just different ways to engage that are easy. That's a good way too for them to get to know each other, you know, to starting out so that they feel comfortable because that's one of the big things is they need to feel comfortable. Um, We've never, I don't think we've ever had a, a, a match that's after a while, said so this isn't working. Um, well, maybe one, <laughs> but that was the the gentleman had some some issues and troubles that we weren't aware of at first. But for the most part, um, and a lot of the boys are disappointed when they have girl big brothers, <laughs> um, but they always get over that. But we do need more men, definitely. Um, they need that that guidance. A lot of times there's not, there isn't a man around or there isn't a, a positive role model for them. So they, they definitely need, we need to get more men involved. Okay, very good. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to switch gears real quick here. 
COVID-19. How has that impacted your organization and the work y'all do? It has impacted us because since schools have had to close early, um, we had to stop the in-person meetings between our bigs and littles. So not only Um, early, early and abruptly. Yes. Um, And that is something that our littles look forward to every week. Um, And so I know many of them were disappointed that they couldn't see their bigs. Um, So usually they're not able to communicate outside of the school-based program, but we developed a program, um, a pen pal program. Okay. To where bigs and littles could write emails or letters back and forth to stay connected. Um, And those would get sent to our agency first so we could review the materials, we could document them, and then they would be forwarded to the recipient. Okay. Um, So we were still supervising that communication, but bigs and littles could still stay in touch um, while they were unable to meet in person at the school. And they, and did you see that happening? Yes. Okay. Uh, we had, I think the last time we counted, 135 letters that were sent. Oh, that's wonderful. Very good. So I would imagine for a lot of our at-risk kids, an abrupt stop in a relationship could bring up feelings of abandonment or things that they've experienced. Um, or maybe those bigs and littles that have not corresponded. Are you guys able to intervene or kind of help kids walk through that process? Yes. So we've just been continuing to follow up with everyone. Okay. Um, so bigs, littles, parents, just ask how everyone's doing, check on their health and safety. Um, and then we've been encouraging all of our matches to communicate on a virtual platform. Okay. Um, or just through texting, calling. Um, we've provided um, all different ways different methods that they can communicate. Um, And then we also developed a list of virtual activities that matches could do together um, if they were having difficulty. um, Give us some ideas of some of those. Um, There were like zoo tours. um, Oh. Yeah, tours from around the world. They could visit different places that they were interested in. um, And they could both see those on their screens, and then that would give them a talking point. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if they were running out of things to talk about – They could do something fun like that, and then that could be a talking point for them. Now, I know Big Brothers Big Sisters is a bigger organization than just our um, Tuscarawas Carroll County. Does the bigger Big Brothers Big Sisters organization help you all with those ideas or platforms? Yes, we all work closely together um, because we are a subsidiary of the central office of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, So we share ideas, um, we get encouragement from them, and then they also see what we're doing with our kids and take suggestions from us as well. Um, So we all work closely together just to make sure that our families are are getting all the resources that they require. Okay, very good. Now, COVID-19 pandemic is not over. I'm looking again at Terry from the school standpoint because I know there's just a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of unanswered unknowns for the fall. Um, how are you all planning for the fall? Because I assume that's probably when you do a lot of your matches and engagement and school-based. Um, yes, yeah, so we've been meeting um, virtually with several other agencies, okay. um, and we have split up into subcommittees that each focus on a different aspect of school-based programming. Okay. Um, so that's like the initial enrollment, um, matchmaking process, uh, what the program's going to look like, Um, So we've developed strategies for several different scenarios, whether that's we're going to be able to meet in person and do things as normal. 
um, if we're going to have to do a hybrid program of in-person and virtual or if we're going to have to do a completely virtual program. Um, so we're already developing those plans so they can be put in place for fall. Now, if school did not go, or if it does not proceed as normal, mm -hmm. will you go heavier on that community-based match then? or um, We're still going to have a school-based program either okay. way because we feel that that's very valuable to the students. Um, so we're just going to find a way to make Figure that work and make sure we can see our students and make sure that they are connecting with their bigs. Um, but we are also trying to actively recruit new bigs for our community-based program. Um, we've seen a little bit of a, decre a decrease in that um, just because of the COVID-19 situation. Um, so we're just hoping to bring in more bigs to match the kids on our waiting list. I think that's a perfect segue. If someone wanted to get involved mm -hmm. with Big Brothers Big Sisters, maybe tell us a couple different ways you can be involved because um, I, I would imagine there's quite a few different options. Uh, let's start with that. How do you get involved? Okay, so there's the school-based program. Um, so we adults can participate in that program as well, um, and that gives them a setting to meet at, and it also gives them set activities because our staff actually creates the curriculum for that program. Um, so if someone's a little hesitant about the community-based program, school-based is a great place to start. Now, school-based, then weekly? Yes. Okay, so if you're an adult interested in school-based that commitment would be? It's on, it's a weekly basis um, for an hour. Okay. Each week. Very good. Um, with community-based, um, you can become involved just by calling our office. Um, it's 330-339-6916. And you can speak to one of our mentoring specialists. Okay. So we can give out um, any further information and then we could start the enrollment process right away. Very good. How about financial needs? What does it take to operate Big Brothers Big Sisters? Um, so we do um, take donations. Okay. Um, you know, we are funded by grants and foundations, um, but sometimes we just get personal donations as well. So that's always a way to contribute. Um, and we have a lot of fundraisers that we run throughout the year. You have some fun ones too, don't you? Yes. Tell us about some of those. Um, so we have our annual gala that we do at the Brighton Ball Tool Shed. Um, so that's a really nice event. You come and, you know, eat, um, and we run auction items and, um, it's just, it's just a fun event. Um, but that's a way that you could, um, do littles get to go to that too? Um, it's mostly an adult event. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's one of our biggest fundraisers. Um, and then we do bowl for kids sake. Um, so that would be just creating a bowling team and you, get down donations, and then you just come and bowl, and we provide pizza. It's a really fun event. I've seen your name on many bowl-a-thons, Terry, over the years. Yes. My kids went to Dover. Yes. Um, we take fourth and fifth grade. Uh, if they want to participate, they raise $40 to be able to go bowling one day. Um, unfortunately, with COVID this year, we didn't. We raised the money, and it was a week before we were going to go. Oh, I know. The kids look forward to that. So they um, – our, our families are wonderful. They, I contacted every family and said, do you still want to donate? Um, and they all did. Nice. So that was good. Um, so we're going to try and do something in the fall for those kids. We'll still have the fourth graders because they'll be in fifth grade. Sixth graders, it's going to be a little more challenging to do something with them. But we're going to try and do something if we can good. with those kids. Because we do, we raised 
over 3,000 this year. I think in the years I've been here doing this, we've raised like over $70,000 wow. altogether. That's awesome. So it's, it's the kids love it. And they go at 11.30. They get to leave at 11.30. We bus them and go over there. They have lunch. They bowl, and we bring them back by one. And it's not really that disruptive, you know, and it's one day. Nice. And it's very fun. And what other fundraisers? Um, we do a truck fest in the summer, um, which we're not sure if we're going to be able to Is that have the that event. tug the truck kind of thing? Yes. Yes. So that's Sounds one fun. of our newer ones where we have several different sizes of trucks and you get teams together and then you pull the trucks and just see who can do it the fastest. Um, so yeah, and we have other tables and activities that are set up for kids there. Um, and that event has gotten larger. Um, the mall. Do you have big, big businesses involved in that? or? Um, yes. Yeah, so we have, it has gotten to be a larger event. And so we have a lot of other um, agencies and organizations that come and they all have their own activities that kids can do. Um, so um, we also do a touch a truck event where we have like the bigger, you know, garbage trucks and fire trucks and things like that where kids can come and tour those. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. I'm going to go back to Courtney. Tell me what impact you think this has had in your life and in your little. Um, so in my life is easy. Um, I know that she has helped me learn how to be a better mentor. Um, she has definitely helped me with um, understanding more, uh, realizing that um, every home situation is different. I was kind of raised in a bubble, um, and I kind of had a general idea or a, an opinion of what I thought uh, everybody's life was like, and it's not like that. Mm -hmm. So she has really helped to open up my eyes, and, and we have great conversation about different things about life. Um, it reminds me what it's like to be a high schooler. I don't miss high school, so, <laughs> so that's been a learning experience too. Um, but she's definitely taught me how to love deeper, how to be kinder, how to be so much more understanding, um, and just a better way to use my time, I guess. Uh, as for what I've taught her, I, ho I hope it's a lot, um, but I we definitely work on confidence a lot. Uh, she, she, her and I both struggle, have struggled with that, and that was a big thing that I struggled with in high school. So uh, talking about confidence and uh, loving yourself, respecting yourself, and knowing that you control the situations in your life. You don't have to let other people control those situations. Um, and, and she's actually reminded me of all of that as well. So uh, Courtney, as I love that you brought that up and that you were just very honest because as we said, our, our young men need men role models. I think in our society, women can really struggle and we start at young ages with self-esteem and self-confidence and how we look and how we act. And, and you brought up high school being hard. I mean, middle school is Middle school is worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and... And I know you're a little older than you look because you told me that. <laughs> but when I think young women can look at women ahead of them and realize they survived and, and when, when we're honest to say, yes, you know, this is how I felt or, or maybe this is still how I feel um, and helping them navigate that, I, that's amazing to me. And I just really applaud you for 
um, being in there for four years because I have no doubt you have changed a life. Yeah, you're so kind. Thank you. I, I absolutely mean that. And I see Terry's head going because... Well, it not only helps the littles, but if you become a community-based big, I think it helps you. It mm-hmm. helps you, just like Courtney said, you can see a different side of what life is like and you become less judgmental, mm. you become more understanding, and the fact that those littles can see the change and what you've become is such a can have such a big impact on the littles. Neat. And when you just said that, it kind of just made me pause for a moment because I think a lot of times adults might not realize how they can influence a young person or that they have that ability. Or I I think sometimes adults are even fearful, like, what what do I have to offer? And I think it's just that relationship. And you might have nothing more than a relationship. Time. They just uh, need your time. Yeah, it's so easy. Like Terry said, just your time. Being a big is one of the easiest things I've ever done. I, I give a little bit of time, maybe spend a little bit of money, but you don't have to be some you know, rich person who's super creative or super athletic or whatever. Being a big is the easiest thing ever. Just being able to, to give some of your time to someone and, and being open to a relationship. That's literally all that's required. Now, Courtney, you mentioned that you were exposed to maybe different life situations. Did you get to know your little's family? I, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I know them very well. Um, her sister's also in the program. So her, um, her sister's big and my, and myself, we've gotten to know each other as well. Um, and I know the, the siblings and the parents and it's, it's been great. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Do you ever have issues with bigs and families and I'm just going to Brittany? Um, occasionally we do. Um, and that, um, probably just stems from that, um, different lifestyle. Sometimes it takes a while to understand um, that someone has a different background that, sure. than you and a different, you know, family dynamic than you. Um, and that's what um, we do as mentoring specialists is just try and bridge that gap. Um, and, you know, if our big's having an issue understanding kind of this family and how, you know, why they do the things we do, we can kind of step in and, and help them understand the situation um, and just help them have a little more empathy toward um that family, even though they may be different from their own family. Um, We try and help them. I really appreciate you saying that. I think especially, you know, we're right in the midst of unrest in our nation. And I do think a lot of it comes out of lack of understanding Mm -hmm. where people are coming from. Um, And I, I, we live in Tuscarawas County as well. So, you know, not everybody sees diversity in different ways or understands it. I'm a social worker by training as well. You also don't understand what's behind someone's front door, whatever neighborhood you live in, you know, whatever part of the county. So I think that's a beautiful thing, having someone that can walk you through how do we understand other people, their life situation, their family dynamics, um, because anything can impact. You've got to be open to that, yeah. to, to, to that change. Before I was... Um, in the schools, uh-huh. I was a case manager at Community Mental Health Care for children. And one of the biggest lessons I learned during that time, which goes to this, is not everybody needs a dining room table to eat supper. Yeah, <laughs> And I pushed that for one of my families. You can't eat in front of the TV. And then all of a sudden, like a light bulb went out. And it's like, 
no, you can. That's I needed dining room table. Right. <laughs> they don't, and that helped. I mean, it, it helped you see that it's not just your way, right? And in our world, we deal with addiction. We deal with mental health issues. We deal with traumatic life experiences. Um, so I think having a mentoring specialist that can kind of help us understand, you know, maybe this is what this family has experienced um, and how do we support this young person through that, um, I think is just a really cool thing. So what a great program. Um I want to wrap up today by allowing you all to offer just one thing that you might challenge people or um, a takeaway um, that people can know about Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Um, So who wants to start? I will. Okay. Um, One of the things that for the school-based program that that parents need to know is it's not just kids who don't have a dad. Okay. It's anybody. Um, It's, you know... The kids, our kids come from two parent families who are, you know, not struggling financially, but the child just needs a little extra socialization. Um, I, every year I'll have one or two that I contacted to recommend this program and they come back with, our family's fine. Well, it's fine families that, that enjoy this too. Sure. So it doesn't have to be, you know, I think people... People um, can maybe stigmatize. Like think that Big Brothers Big Sisters is only for one parent families, and it's not anymore. It it was, I think, at the beginning, maybe years and years ago, but it's not anymore. It's for anybody who thinks that their child could use an extra boost, and nice. who doesn't? Yeah, and I'm a mom of children, and if you have one with a ton of energy, if you have someone that maybe is developing social skills, maybe a little bit immature on those. I could see this just being maybe an only child or those with those big age disparities in the home. I mean, that's what my brain's going to. Are those appropriate type of um, littles? Yes. Um, so we've ju- we have been trying to break that stereotype um, and just trying to get the idea out there that um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is for all children. Okay, great. Um, no matter what areas they struggle in, Um, No matter what type of family they come from, um, we feel all kids can benefit from an additional mentor. Even if they have wonderful parents and supportive parents, just having that extra caring adult um, could make a difference. As a prevention specialist, the one thing I know, the importance of protective factors. So there are certain protective factors that are weighted more to raising a healthy child or helping a child thrive. And one is a trusted adult in a loving relationship. That's like really high on the list. So, you know, I really appreciate you bringing that up, Terry. So any child is a good child for this Big Brothers, Big Sisters For the school base or the community mentor. Yeah. Awesome. Um, To piggyback off of that, my little is um, raised in a Christian home. Her parents are married. She has two siblings. I mean, she is in a great home. Nice. But she, she benefits from having another, like you said, another adult who cares about her and just having that mentoring, that mentoring process. I like having a mentor. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think we all benefit yes. from having yeah. a mentor. And so I, I appreciate I have that. a little in the oh, community-based nice. program and, you know, she's the same way. Her mom is super supportive, um, very involved, you know, make sure she gets her schoolwork done, she gets her chores done. Um, but still, it's just been that, you know, we spend time together and she just likes having someone 
outside of family to just spend time with one-on-one. Now, how long have you had your little? Seven years. Oh, my goodness. Bless your heart. So how old is she now? Um, she is 13. Oh, so you had her since she's little. Yes. Yes. So I was matched with her before I became a staff member. Wow. So that just, when I hear the length of these matches, that, that's like a lifetime relationship. I mean, to me, that sounds like, how do you do seven years with someone and not continue? Yeah, it seems, you know, like a, a long time, but she's just become a part of our family. Neat. Do you see that, is that common with your community? Um, it, is, it is common, and we always work toward those long-lasting relationships because that um, shows the most positive outcomes for right. our children. Um, how do you guys track outcomes? Um, we do um, surveys. So we have youth outcome surveys. Um, we conduct those at the beginning of the match and then every year afterward. Um, and that way we're able to develop data on where our littles are showing progress and growth and what areas they can use assistance in. Um, and that's how we base a lot of our activities for our school-based programs around. Now, are there any long-term studies Maybe, and that's maybe from Big Brothers, Big Sisters is a longer organization, long-term as far as outcomes in life. Um, yes. Um, we've continued to do these, you know, ever since the start of the agency, just tracking progress and tracking growth. Um, I can't uh, speak to a specific one sure. off the top of my head. That was um, a big question, but <laughs> yeah. it just makes me, I would think this just does change the trajectory of um, yeah, some children. Yeah, but we um, do a lot of, data um, analyzing with those surveys um, and come up with just these are the outcomes our children are doing well these ones they're lacking in a little bit how can we improve these specific outcomes in our kids okay we're going to wrap it up any last words um i would just say that in the um, current social climate that we're in mentoring is now more important than ever Um, so if anyone out there is looking to help in the community this is a great way to do it uh, we only ask for matches to meet four hours a month. Um, and even though that's a small amount, it can make a huge impact in a child's life. Okay. Yep. Just make the call. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank yes. you all. And you know what? I do think it's important for listeners to understand. I think sometimes we forget the impact that this pandemic has on our young people, you know, because I think adults are just trying to navigate through this. And if the kid's not saying anything, you're not realizing they might be feeling the feelings of isolation, the stress of the parents, all those things that adults are experiencing. Yeah, so. they're now stuck at home for an extended summer and they might not have, the, you know, the things to do or like in March it was cold, there wasn't a lot to do. So everyone's crowded in one home and that can be challenging for some 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 kids who have maybe not the best home life. Okay. Yeah, and we've had less contact with our um, littles. We're used to seeing our school-based littles in person every week. Um, so we've actually been delivering care packages to oh, every nice. single one of our littles. Our staff has been creating those and then dropping them off all, to all of our littles because we just want to let them know that we're here for them still, even though we can't see them. Very good. Okay, so if you're challenged, if you're inspired, if you're motivated, um, call Big Brothers Big Sisters at? Yes. 330 And I want to say thank you so much for Brittany, Courtney, and Terry for being here today. Um, Y'all just make a great difference in our community and in the lives of our young people. So keep up the great work. Thanks for 
listening to this episode of the Tuscarawas County Anti-Drug Coalition podcast. Please follow us on Facebook and visit our website at adctusk.org.